color that? Oh my goodness, is that... I haven't seen you in a while. Come in, step out of the cold. The florist can be most unforgiving at this time of year towards people who do not know it. How have you been? Well, I don't suppose anyone is sleeping well right now. You can take a nap on the sofa if you like. The blanket might smell of dog a bit. It was knitted by that darling wolf witch I told you about. The one who took over Gladys's business when she passed. It's lovely and warm, but try as I might, I cannot get the smell out. Although, you know, I think I'd take a light spot of sleeplessness over the alternative any day. I know a woman who once slept for a hundred years. If it wasn't for her fairy godmothers, she might never have woken up at all. You get comfy, and I'll tell you more. And if you drift off to sleep, then you drift off to sleep. Once upon a time, there was an old fairy. Now, fairies live a long time. Hundreds and hundreds of years. And this fairy was considered old, even by other fairies. She was so old that nobody knew where she came from, and nobody even knew her name. To her face, they called her Ma'am, or Old Lady. Behind her back, they called her other, less flattering things. Now this would get on anyone's nerves after a while. Try imagining what it would be like after centuries of it. It's really no wonder she eventually snapped. Why? Well, a duke and duchess of a particular duchy had a tradition. Whenever a firstborn of a new generation came into the world, a party was held, and all the fairies in the land were invited to bestow gifts and shower blessings upon the family. This tradition dated back thousands of years. One year, a baby was born. Her parents named her Rose. She was their firstborn child, and so a party was held in celebration, and all the fairies were invited. All except one. It wasn't that the Duke and Duchess didn't want to invite the oldest fairy. It was far worse than that. They simply forgot she even existed at all. But exist she did, and this one tiny act of forgetfulness was enough to ignite centuries worth of resentment. She stormed her way into the castle and demanded to be allowed to give the baby her gift. All but one of the other fairies had already blessed her with their presence. Things like beauty, courage, musical prowess, and the ability to understand algebra. The oldest fairy gifted her with a curse. On her 16th birthday, she would prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and die, and may she never endure the pain of being so old that she was forgotten by everybody in all the world, the fairy added bitterly in her head. Party guests were shocked. They were horrified. But, as you may recall, there was still one other fairy who had yet to cast her wish for the baby. She used it to try and fix the oldest fairy's curse, although in doing so actually made it far worse. She said that the girl 
would not die when she was 16, but fall into a deep sleep. Only a kiss from her true love would wake her. The oldest fairy immediately had a lot of regrets about the way she had lashed out and cursed her baby. For starters, it's impossible to consent to a kiss when you're asleep. But there was nothing to be done about it now. Curses as powerful as the one she had cast are difficult to undo entirely. So she went home and read a book and cried and ate copious amounts of chocolate. We all deal with our emotions in different ways. Sixteen years passed. Not much time at all for a fairy who has lived for centuries, but plenty of time for a baby. Word reached the oldest fairy that her curse had come to pass. The baby she had last seen all those years ago was sixteen now, and fast asleep. However, much to her annoyance, the fairy who had worsened her curse all those years ago, in trying to ease it, had once again tried to help. She had put everyone else in the castle to sleep, so that the girl wouldn't wake up in a world with no familiar faces a hundred years from then. This, the oldest fairy didn't mind. In fact, she rather understood it. However, what she couldn't support was the news that reached her a few years after that. The other fairy had been going round, looking for what she thought were handsome young men, and telling them all about the beautiful daughter of a duke, asleep in a castle, waiting for her true love's first kiss. This made the oldest fairy absolutely furious. For a start, the other fairy was still well over 100 years old. Her idea of what made a man handsome, or indeed young, differed drastically from your average 16-year-old girl's opinion. And secondly, Rose could not consent when she was asleep. The oldest fairy went straight to the castle. Once inside, she cast a spell to create a thick forest of thorns around the building. Only the most determined of rescuers would be able to get through it. And if they did make it all the way to Rose's bedroom, they would find the oldest fairy lying in wait, ready to zap them. She raided the castle's library and kitchen and built a blanket fort in one corner of Rose's bedroom to create some sort of semblance of privacy for both of them. And she read and she ate stale bread rolls, and she waited. Would-be heroes continued to arrive, and every time one reached the bedroom, the oldest fairy poked her head out of the entrance to her blanket fort, and reached out a hand, and zapped them with a small bolt of electricity, and then did it again, and again, until they left. And so it was for many years. Eventually, a different kind of visitor stopped by the castle. It was the other fairy. She had heard from several would-be heroes now of the Forest of Thorns and the angry old woman who had built a blanket fort in the sleeping girl's bedroom, and she had come to investigate. At first, the oldest fairy didn't recognise her, and zapped her. Or maybe she did recognise her, and zapped her anyway, who's to say? But when the other fairy zapped her right back, she knew exactly who she was dealing with and reluctantly slipped a bookmark into her book and crawled out of her fort. "'What are you doing?' the other fairy asked. The oldest fairy explained everything, all her concerns about the wording of the curse and why she set herself up to protect the sleeping girl while she came up with some way of fixing it. And the other fairy listened, and when she was done, said, "'Ah.' They sat in the oldest fairy's blanket fort together and brainstormed, True love was a difficult concept, they decided, 
for a start, the right person when you were 16 might not be the right person when you were 275. Does that make that love any less true? At the time, you were perfectly suited to each other. But people are constantly changing, learning, adapting. How would they ever find somebody who would be a good match for the girl all her life, as well as right now? They talked and talked and talked for a long, long time. Eventually, they reached a solution. Together, the two fairies went to an animal shelter. They picked out a little black and white dog with big floppy ears. He'd been through a lot in his short little life, and he was desperate for a stable home with somebody who loved him. They put him in a box with air holes and were careful not to pet him or talk to him too much on the journey back to the castle. Where they took him up to the sleeping girl's bedroom, opened the box, and crept out of the room to give their plan a chance to work. The dog stumbled out of the box and took a moment to investigate his new surroundings. He sniffed around Rose's bedroom, accidentally pulled all the sheets off the blanket fort, and eventually found his way over to the bed. He hopped up. The girl was breathing steadily in her sleep, just as she had been for decades now. The dog bopped her with his little wet nose. She mumbled in her sleep, but didn't wake up. A little wet tongue flicked out and kissed her hand. Fingers wiggled, and then slowly, tiredly, the hand lifted up to pat the dog on the head. The two fairies knew that their plan had worked when they saw the castle staff beginning to wake and stir all around them, and quickly, quietly, before anyone noticed they had been there at all to interfere, the pair slipped out of the castle and disappeared. The love of a pet isn't complicated. It's simple. It has no ulterior motives. It is in no way false. So, one might even call it true. And this was what the fairies had suspected when they found the sleeping girl a dog to love. The little dog lived for many more years. He finally had the happy, loving home he'd always dreamed of. Rose spoiled him rotten. There was nothing in the world she cared about more. And when he died, she had an enormous statue erected in his honour. She's an old woman now, the Duchess of the Duchy that her parents once ruled. And every day, without fail, she goes out into the garden and puts a little dog treat down on her beloved puppy's grave. Thank you for listening to The Gingerbread House. This week's episode was inspired by Sleeping Beauty, a European fairy tale that has had many, many adaptations throughout the years. If you enjoyed this version, please consider rating us or leaving a review on your favourite podcast streaming app, or even telling a friend about our podcast. These are the best ways of letting us know that you'd like to hear more from us. The Gingerbread House is written and produced by Daisy Plant who also provides the voice of Melita, the witch. Again, thank you so, so much for listening. Tune in next time, but only if you're willing to run, run, run as fast as you can. <laughs>